0: I could make what Derek Lalone said on the bench last night the title of this episode. Just, but unfortunately, Apple Podcast would probably flag it for the ex- explicit, you know? Um, that was awesome. I love that very much. I want to have that video everywhere. I'm going to like GIF, whatever you name it, I want it. T shirt. Let's go. Detroit Red Wings merchandise. You can make a lot of money here.
1: You get a tattoo across your chest?
0: Yeah. Maybe my lower back. Who knows? Yeah, it was
1: perfect. <laughs> Upper
0: thigh. Upper thigh. I got some good legs. You could do it. Rock it. Um <laughs> welcome into another episode of the Production Line podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Garth Wickham. Grant Wickham. Andy. The prodigal son has returned. I'm back. He's back. Better than ever, too. I wouldn't say that, but yeah, I'm back. Just like the Red Wings. There we go. Just down this down, this, down the down this, here. you, you and the Red Wings down the stretch just to uh, team tank, just grinding it out, <laughs> doing some cardio, yeah, yeah, riding the bike, Yeah, exactly. Someone's got to do it, and uh, yeah, we'll in this episode, we'll uh, recap the week that was. Um, Red Wings lost two games, but Won a fun one last night, which we'll get, we'll uh, spend the majority of the time of. a uh, bunch of prospect news, uh, Mazer, Wallander. Casper, eyes emoji, and a lot more, but yeah. Uh, starting with, it kind of feels weird that this it, it happened like like after our last episode, but uh, Simon Edmondson's first goal. Granted, it was a four three loss to St Louis, but uh, that was the cap of like a very interesting start to that game. But um, Simon Edmondson throws the puck towards the net. Uh, Matt Luff thinks it hit him. I did love the full-on selling and just for it to get called back and be Edvinson's goal. Pretty funny. But, um, no, Simon Edvinson, Edvinson gets rewarded. But I think we can talk as a whole, like, of his play. I, Andy, we didn't really get to talk to you about it last week. But what have you thought of Edvinson's game so far?
1: Uh, the bits we actually get to see him. He's pretty good, actually. It's He made the trend. Like, so I saw him in his first game live. That's
0: right. Yeah, you were there. That's, we, we haven't
1: even talked about that. How was it? Yeah. Uh, it was depends. Like, if you're a wings fan, it was pretty sh- not good. But if you're a hockey fan, it was awesome to watch some guys. Nate, a couple scrubs, couple scrubs, yeah, and Macar. You know, Never heard of him. Thing. No, but no. Uh, like in that game, I really noticed me. Like his first shift, he was in front of the net mixing up with like Cogliano. You know, he wasn't giving him any room. He was feeding him some cross checks, and uh, he, well, he. Last year, Nate at the blue line. A couple of, you know, I wasn't expecting him to be that physical, like for his first game, especially. I don't know why he's a big boy, but just wasn't really expecting it. But uh, he's impressed me quite a bit. His stick work is phenomenal. His skating is. His decisions are a little. Sometimes he's second guessing himself. He can tell, but that's to be expected.
0: Definitely. Definitely, but uh, no, I, I I feel as if he's gotten more comfortable throughout. He's taking, yeah. he's getting a little more confidence. He's making these a couple plays on the blue line, like in the offensive zone, that I've been really impressed with making plays, making that pinch. Granted, the asterisk here is you really need to have the right partner with him when it comes to that point. But uh, I mean, obviously, right now in the season, let him do his thing. But yeah. uh, no, uh, good work on the blue line from Osterley. Sends it across, and Edvinson looking for the pat, like the kind of the shot pass, goes off a uh, a St. Louis defender and in, so not the prettiest goal. Unfortunately doesn't get the PA call either until the second period but pretty cool his parents were in the building too.
1: Yeah.
0: That was. They weren't
1: able to make it to the first game, right? Right.
0: So I mean it's pretty neat that they get to be there and he scores, so uh, obviously kudos to him. And he is getting back in the lineup for the next game so that's pretty big, uh, Thursday against Carolina.
2: I don't know why. I mean, you got to keep that winning d, d pairings together.
0: Can you get Lindy and Hag some more ice time. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah. I, I want to bump them bump up, to, up 20, to twenty to twenty to twenty four a night.
1: Yeah, we're not we're not <laughs> on that
0: game yet, so we can't talk about the offensive Dynamo that is Gustav Lindstrom. But we'll I don't know save your excitement. I know. Sorry. Yeah, try try to try to contain yourself. We're on. Oh, yeah, we're, you on, we're, on, on we're on Simon Edmondson now. I know he's not as good, but. Let's just contain yourself, okay? That's um, bad. But no, I am super excited of what he's bringing, and I did love like Lalone. It seems like they're very intent on not burning his first year of his ELC. The way Lalone said in a press conference, or like this is the way he's he basically he said he was out before this last game, and he basically alluded to the fact that. That's just the way it is right now. So I think it's a management decision not to burn the first year. Which I mean fine. I mean there's only at this point I think there's only nine games left, right? So he sits three out of the last nine. I don't know. Whatever. I he is the he is the better player out of anyone that they're gonna put in, but still, I, I guess I get it. But I
2: I mean personally I don't understand why they wouldn't want to burn his ELC. I really don't think there's that big of a deal in it. Yeah, but, but... Also, if they truly don't want to, I don't hate the plan. Like, I mean, I don't have a problem. If they're like, since they're not sitting him to, to sit him, they're sitting him because they have a plan in place. I'm fine with that. I mean, it's I kind he of was, annoying as a fan base. want to watch. He him.
0: was, he did have a day to day injury. So maybe that's a part of it too. But they also said they weren't right. going to really play him. They weren't going to play him on the road. Yeah. So because they wanted to have his matchups taken care of so they play a back-to-back Thursday Friday I doubt he plays in Winnipeg yeah if they're going about that but I get it a little bit but again you get you have to watch how how your contract expires for prospects like at this point if Edmondson doesn't burn his ELC then you're looking at him um, Wallander and Casper potentially as well all all their years expiring at the same time it'd be a little pricey Exactly. So if you're going future, future, like, looking at it that way, three years down the line. So, I mean, if you want to, like... I think it's... I almost like it when you stagger it a little bit.
2: That's possibly three really expensive guys, too. I mean, I'm not sure exactly how expensive, but they're all costly. Mazer, Mazer
0: as well, actually. I can throw him in the mix, too. Yeah, too. So, I mean, and we'll talk about those guys in a little later. But, um, yeah, this game... Uh, Jake Wallman continues to score, like, my favorite goals of the year. Like, when I look back on the season... All the goals that might be my favorite will be Jake Walman's.
2: <laughs> the one that he almost scored last night. Uh like okay.
0: Yeah, that led that was I mean, we'll talk about that like that sequence too, but yeah. Uh he didn't make the sick move on this one. He was kind of wide open, but David Perron really sauced it in there. Um, really nice play. A Little half clapper over the shoulder of Joel Hofer, who's a good he's a pretty big boy, too. He's a big goalie.
2: Say six five, right?
0: I think so, something like that. He's good. I like him as a prospect. He's Or not even as a prospect. He might be the starter next year for St. Louis. Because Bennington is bad. But then it kind of just went south from there. Um, Helleberg started this game because Huso uh, got injured. And three goals ended up uh, Helleberg getting yanked. I think he only faced 11 shots, too. It was like three goals on 11 shots, three goals on 12. Some, something small like that. Um, I I will say like two of them I don't really fault him on, but the third one was pretty bad. The Blay goal, that was not good. It doesn't really help him as a guy who, I think we mentioned it too a couple episodes ago. The sense of his opportunity to get more games and potentially resign with Detroit after he beat out Nadalkovic earlier in the year for the second spot, and hasn't really taken the reins when he would have had more ice time. Yeah. So uh definitely a, the the backup goaltender position continue will be a storyline to follow this offseason for sure as to who will be in filling that role. Um yeah, Bad other Nash. than that <laughs> <Bad> Nash. Hilarious. That's <laughs> funny stuff. Uh I did love how they you know the Detroit, you know, the Nadalkovich gets welcomed back with a breakaway. Yeah. It's good stuff. You we love
2: Mike, a good old breakaway.
0: Yeah, first game in how long? I think it was December 8th, I think, something like that. And he just immediately faces a breakaway and he gets scored on. I mean, not his fault. But uh, he's kind of taken that from there, though. I mean, he started the past, the past two now and he's about to start a third straight, which good for him, honestly. I'm happy that he got recalled. I'm happy he's recalled and he gets a chance to prove himself to another team for next season because I don't think he'd want to re sign Detroit. Right, or... Yeah. Probably not, and also, like, I mean, his play's been pretty good late. I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but again, he put a lot of doubt in into the management team for them, even decided to waive him this year. Yeah, So it's probably a two-way street. Um, Jason also scored this game. Uh, also got hurt in the Philly game. Um, so I'm not sure. There's not really a clear thing what's happening there. He didn- he hasn't skated in a while. Um, but yeah, it scored his fifth, fifth goal. Lo- dude loves to score when there's n- when there's a extra guy in the ice, whether it be power play or empty net. Fifth goal of the year. Um, net front, Raymond as well, banging around in there. But yeah, too little, too late, 4-3 loss. And they move into Philly uh, Saturday. And this is the definition of a tank game. Tank, tank, tank. Uh, Valeno got a little time on the first line, which Grant, I know Grant's been pumping him up. Grant, you want to pump yeah. him up some more? I mean, he, he got
2: gotten time the n- night before, um, prior to the Philly game. I mean, he spent the whole third period in line with um, Perron and Larkin, I think. And then it got switched to uh, Raymond for the Philly game with them. And I thought Valeno was probably the best forward in that Thursday night game against St. Louis. I mean, yeah. he was flying around all game and then in the Philly game he only got like a quick look which i don't know why that didn't last a little bit longer but um he's been playing this past week he's been playing a lot better than he had been for the past few months which is really nice to see his Way feet are just feet are just moving so much faster it doesn't look like he's got anchors on his feet which makes no sense when he's that fast that i should have anchors on his feet
0: yeah definitely
2: it's, it's simple simple math you know you're moving at a specific speed and you shouldn't be moving if x if y1 plus y2 you take the reciprocal you flip the numerate I lost. Uh, you i'm lost
0: i'm getting like uh yeah. i did pre-calcom work all day monday i don't need this right now, okay?
2: <laughs> Sorry about it.
0: Yeah, don't just need it. Divide. That's all. Yeah, letters mean numbers. I,
2: I just I miss math. I haven't done math in like three years.
0: I don't. Not even the slightest. I, yeah. As someone who didn't take math for six years and then have has to do it to complete a degree, not great. Not great, <laughs> chief. Um, but yeah. Philly game. I I really like how Philly plays. Like this is how I would want. To, I saw I want Detroit to play down the stretch. Young guys competing hard, like a guy like Morgan Frost, is really starting to pick up his game after being called out earlier in the year. Um, they got a couple guys I really like. Owen Tippett this year has been really good. Torch has that team plan. That's what I'm saying. Like not calling out alone or anything, but like teams like demoralized. And maybe it's because of the trade deadline as well. I should that that should be factored in a little bit. But an injury, the team has struggled. Injury down the stretch, but yeah, it is yeah. pretty. It's pretty tough right now. Philly Philly's
2: young and hungry. Um, no, Cates is another yeah, guy. K- Cam, like. York, Cam York too. Yeah. Silky, um, he's really good. Um, yes. But they're hungry. Like like you yeah. said, Cates Cates is like really coming into his own, and also Tippett's been really really good.
0: He um, plays all situations. I saw something he was playing like he was his average went up to like twenty one minutes. Yeah, so he's, playing, he's PKing too, which the is nothing. Her, the like, other nobody weird thought. One. Okay, go ahead. The other
2: weird one was uh, Sealer. Sealer has been real good. Really, really good. Scored like the goal of the year. Yeah. Or, like a couple weeks ago. I think he's on another. I think he still has a year or two left too. Yeah. Like a, well, that's why, he was was on,
0: that's why he was on trade boards because his contract sell value was like 775. Yeah, it's crazy. Because obviously he was like kind of a fighter guy. Like he was a 7D fighter. And now he's like pretty good. Not like, again, he's bottom pair caliber, but.
2: Yeah. Even like Forrester's played really well the last couple. His games. shot is insane. It is. The like the players that have struggled the most are like like Tony D, uh Rasmus Ristolainen, obviously. Play, um, play all the hits. All yeah. the hits.
0: And uh Travis Sanheim
2: has struggled.
0: I know getting the new deal too. I really like Sanheim too. It's unfortunate. Me too. And Farabi actually. Yeah, he's been better of late too, though. Like Faraby's yeah. ice time's gone up way like the past couple weeks because he got called out by Twartz. And then yeah. since he's been back, he's been a lot better. But um, what's Who up with Carter? The, Car- the Carter Hart rumors, like, isn't that like the craziest shit to you? Mm. a little the bit. National team? No, 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 not no, not that the the fact that they're looking to trade him possibly. Oh, yeah. because Sam, they, they, Sammy, because Sammy Harrison's like yeah. playing decent. I don't know. I think they're like trying to like
2: get rid of more players and like the core. Or Briar was talking about. And so now there's speculation that teams will call on Hart, um, or as they should. Yeah, Hart's really good. And he's very like good. The what was it the first like twelve games of the season? His stats were r- redonkulous.
0: Yeah, Philly was like off to a really good start. Yeah, Carter Hart was like a nine sixty. Yeah, like yeah, he's still like a nine seventeen on the year. Like he's having a really good season. Is it not like a nine nine, not nine? Oh, is it? Oh, still great on Philly. That's really good. Yeah, how much of a? Their backups numbers are yeah. awful. The backup goalies was Samson's Sandstrom. won one game.
2: He's, he's two ten and two.
0: Oh, two ten and two. Oh, great. Even better.
2: But he's getting eight eighty seven. Um but like Airson's Ayr- Ayrson. got an eighty-nine, but he's got he's like six and one, I think.
0: Yeah. But like still, like it's crazy to me like seven game sample size, and everyone's like, Okay, Carter Hart's see ya. I guess yeah. if you want to tank by all means, and you could get quite a bit back for Hart, but I don't know. To me, that's crazy. He's gonna be 26, I suppose. What isn't gonna drafted. be 25, 24? Drafted in 2016, he's gonna be 26 this year. He's gonna be 25. No, yes, look it up. Uh, Philip Ronick is gonna be 26 this coming I'm year. Looking so it up right. You're wrong. No, he's gonna be, 20. dude, trust me. I I keep thinking that Dylan Ark is not gonna be. Carter Hart
2: is 24 right now.
0: I mean, he's 24, he's young, he will turn
2: 25 in August. In August.
0: He's a 2016 draft year though. Yeah. Oh, he was a young twenty 26- six he was a young twenty sixteen draft then. I see. Yeah. So late. I see. Okay. I was convinced 'cause cause the cause the twenty sixteen draft is a lot of guys are turning twenty six this year. My B. My B. Um anywho, yeah, this game kind of a snooze fest, unless you're a Philly fan, because that was probably a lot of fun. Scott Lawton also been pretty good this year. Yeah, he's got like Forty some points right now. Yeah, he's got like nineteen goals. Not bad, like for a guy who was strictly like a third fourth line guy. It's kind of popped off a little bit. So good for him. Um, but oh, again, like I like I said, like I want the Red Wings to be a little chippier, play a little nasty, upset some teams, which is what they did on yesterday. So they did seven four win Pittsburgh. I could we could have a longer conversation about Pittsburgh. What are they? A mess. Trash. Yeah. yeah. Trash. That's true. That's a good point. Leave it at that. What was like that uh Danielle Bruce tweeted something after the game? It was like the Crosby suck chants are always fun. And some guy was like talking about how Michigan was the armpit of the United States as if like Pennsylvania isn't just a state to drive through. Yeah, that was really funny. Yeah. Like who goes to who goes to Pennsylvania for like leisure?
2: Me, the Hershey Chocolate Factory.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. That's what it is. I, I suppose. Okay. I don't, I, I'm not
2: a huge fan of state slander. I, I don't know. Pennsylvania's not that bad.
0: It's not that bad, but it's like not. It's not like... better
2: than Michigan, but no. That's
0: what. That's like... what I'm saying. So to like kind of just know. throw that out there, it's like maybe oh, there's you should... a lot
2: of really boring states. I, I wouldn't rope Pennsylvania Delaware. into that mix. Should we do a little I'm state slander this
0: episode. Yeah, I'm not Delaware. saying anything, but Delaware. Interesting. Yeah. I don't. It's not the first one I think of. I, obviously, Ohio's the easy <laughs> one. Whoa. Yeah, oh, yeah. Whoa you been there, Yeah, yes. So I thought. So I thought. No defending that. Iowa also exists too. So MGK's from Ohio. You watch your watch your lips. Yeah, season I just, it stands. But <laughs> still stands. Point. Yeah. Do I? Do I? Do I need to elaborate even more? <laughs> but yeah. Anywho, this isn't. I'd love to do just like a off season episode where we just like talk about our least favorite states and why. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, the geography. Yeah, old geography episode. We actually quiz. We actually quiz Andy, and <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> he has to tell us state capitals. It'd be great.
2: That would be really uh, good. We used to play sequence all the time.
0: Oh yeah, we're killer, dude. Grant, we had to do that before school. We did that. do state capitals. Instincts. And yeah, I'm. I'm great. I could. I could pull that out. I know. I could
2: name every state capital right now if you asked me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to. We're going to talk about the the Red Wings seven four win over Pittsburgh Penguins, but oh, shoot. Anyway, back to the Penguins. Yes, what are they?
2: Uh, mediocrity. I mean, kinda... like, the Mikhail Granlin trade literally sums up their entire team over the past like five years. I feel okay. like the Jeff
0: Petrie trade also does that as well. That
2: does too. Okay, we're <laughs> yes. we're approaching the deadline. How are we gonna make this team make the playoffs for another year? Let's trade for a mediocre, aging forward. To like fit in with our aging core, let's not get any youth in here or anything like that. That makes no sense. So yeah, let's get a Mikhail Granlund that never shoots the puck and just passes up like wide open shots all the time. I don't know that that trade was pretty ridiculous to me.
0: Yeah, they're the But the Pittsburgh Penguins' downfall is something I'm gonna like celebrate for a very long time.
2: It's gonna be bad.
0: It's gonna be real bad. To me, like Chicago is actually like, unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it, Chicago's anyway,
2: jump started this thing really. That's good. what I'm
0: saying. As much as I hate to say it, because I hate that organization, Kyle Davidson's very competent in his job, mm-hmm. and he know he knew that he understood the assignment. They're not
2: gonna have any assets to like flip right away. Pittsburgh's not because everyone's so old that they're just gonna retire.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No like, they have no. That's draft. why I would say
0: like they Washington. No capital, Washington's yeah. in a better spot right now.
2: Yeah. And they, they
0: did really good at the deadline this year. If they actually yeah, they want
2: to keep winning, like and they also held
0: on to some prospects like McMichael and Hendricks LaPierre.
2: Yeah, which yeah, who knows about which? Them, I
0: mean, they're not like they're not like elite prospects, but at least there's something. <laughs> like name a Pittsburgh prospect. They're on elite prospects.
2: Uh, yeah. The only no, one I could wasn't... name is Sam Poolin, Tristan Bros.
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
2: true. Um, and yeah, then... he might be. He might be an NHL-er. Yeah. Ooh, Who's the ooh. big defense? in they drafted this year. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pickering. Yeah, Owen Pickering. Yeah. He's good. I like him. Congrats! You have a second pair defenseman. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Probably third. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, they just don't. Seventeen straight years. I mean, it's the longest streak currently in the in and all major sports. So yeah. big ups. To, big ups to them. Unfortunately, not for us. They're gonna. It's gonna be over. So that's my little soapbox. Um, but yeah, this game was fun. I uh, I had men's league last night and I watched the whole first period. I'm very pumped, up three nothing, feeling pretty good. I drive thirty minutes to the rink. I park my car, look at my phone. It is three three. That escalated quickly. But uh, let's go back to the start of it. Started it all. Um, man, I I'm trying to like i don't even know where to start right now um who the first goal again i'm like why am i blanking right now uh Berggren. bergrin jeez i was stuck on the kubalik goal because i had like the, like I, I didn't think it was his but anyway yes Berggren. power play the running's got an early power play the first season actually had a couple good looks larkin hit the post the backhand the second game comes on um valeno gets rewarded with an assist I want to. I want to. Th- I, th- I threw to you earlier. Um, nice play by Zarnick, too. Kind of immediately from the corner bumps it out to the, the slot. Berggren sneaks it through on Casey DeSmith, who also has not been good of late. Yeah, they have no goal I feel bad because I really like Tristan Jari. I think he's a good goalie, but uh, yeah, he hasn't been healthy, so therefore, like. What's your saying, Grant? The the best ability is availability.
2: That's everyone's saying, but yeah, that
0: no. It's your it's your saying. Stop it.
2: Yeah, it is my saying.
0: Yeah, don't don't sell yourself short. I'm right? Sorry. And then thirty seconds later, uh, Andrew Cop scores tip cider shot, and I really love to see that because again, I think honestly, I honestly think Andrew Cop's been one of the best Red Wings of late. He's yeah, been re-
2: not from a production standpoint, but yes, like. Especially all-around game. He's important.
0: consistently, yeah. Yeah. It's really nice to see. He looks so much like he looks so much better. Like he's more of a threat. Like when he gets out on the ice I'm like, "Oh, he actually could score," which in the beginning of the year I wouldn't have said that. Yeah. He's, he was a non-factor. Yeah, sure. But uh really nice tip in front. Uh I did think I did thought I did think that Cider scored that to start, but um yeah, cool that he gets rewarded. He's up to 40 points in the year too. So I mean, that's it's decent production. It's not like what the money he's making, but some pace for over a half point per game this season. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Kubelik gets his 19th of the year. Uh. We all thought it was Lindy. Grant, I don't know. You want to, you wanna it was Lindy. Lindy. I, I think Kubelik got, he got, he, that was a phantom goal. It seriously was. I never, I, actually, him. I actually, I didn't think it ever touched him either. I'm going to be honest, but it's okay. I'd rather you, see- you, you as a captain of the Lindy fan club, like, I'd rather a, see it go to the Kuba League. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you're not writing like a letter into the league complaining. I tried. About... So they don't accept my letters anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah exactly. Yeah, Grant's on the he's on the blacklist for the league. That's yeah. been a rough couple
2: of weeks with the league.
0: Mm-hmm. Gustav Lindstrom fan club. That's like the new like we should make that our the the podcast's uh, Twitter name. That is true. You could do that. we could do that.
1: Remember when yeah, we, we our, our yeah. text chat is Rasas Brass. Yeah,
0: so anyone like I was just going to say that too so it's really funny you, you beat me to it. Yeah, so our our text chat for the podcast is is t- is titled Rass is Brass and Andy changed it to that when Rasmussen's stock was very low nobody no was kidding. happy with his game and we haven't changed his sense and Rasmussen has been basically like not too much longer after it was he changed a, the- it was the- quite a bit after oh was it I
2: don't remember yeah yeah it was I'd, like, long I'd long like I'd
0: like I'd like I'd like to think we we helped that but I guess not okay let's pretend it was the day after is <laughs> yeah so the day after Michael Rasmussen <laughs> scored a couple of big goals it was pretty crazy Uh You're welcome, but no Yes, but we've kept it, and Michael Rasmussen has obviously popped off. So maybe that's the trick: is we we now name our group chat something about Gus Lindstrom, and he becomes a second pairing defenseman. Wouldn't that be something? Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It sounds fun. It sounds uh, fun.
2: Just by skating ability alone, I don't think I could take Gus Lindstrom <laughs> <laughs> second defense, second pairing defenseman. <laughs>
0: What are you talking about? They do cooks.
2: Yeah. There'll be times <laughs> that I will like watching Hag and Lindy play.
0: It's the it's the Woody from Toy Story meme. I'm holding sitting, holding holding him back says let him cook.
2: I'll be sitting by myself watching Lindy and Hag on a shift and I will chuckle to myself all loud. Oh yeah. And I'll I just I think it's funny at this point in the season, but
0: it is funny. Yeah, it is funny. Like, you just take with the good and the bad. And right now, I mean... And
2: maybe- to be fair, I thought Lindy actually had a pretty good game, like moving the puck-wise.
0: Yeah, he kept um, it simple. I um, can't... Uh, yeah. yeah. I can't really fault him. Yeah, but uh, the second and period... Who is- did who did Hag okay. crush? Oh, um, man, it was in the second period. I can't remember. Oh, my gosh. He killed someone.
2: Good it might have been Archibald. I don't even know. Nice. Good stuff.
0: Um, but yeah, the second period came and, uh, lots of stuff happened. Uh, it went from three, nothing to three, uh, three, three, couple of quick ones, couple of bad penalties. The goal we're going to talk about though, is Jason Zucker's second. Cause, uh, that, uh, again, Derek Lalonde saying, what the fuck is goalie interference? I couldn't agree more. Like what, what are we doing here? Yeah. By definition of the law, like definition of the rules, Cannot push the goalie's pad while the puck's under it into the net, and if I'm not mistaken, that's what happened there. Correct me if I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, that's it was happy. almost like they were predicting the trajectory of Alex Nadalkačić's pad, which is like unbelievable. I've never seen anything like that. Um, <laughs> that that was actual insanity. Um. I know afterwards he, had, or this morning he had said that he would do that challenge ten out of ten times, and I think like, hundred percent I would too. Like you
0: can't just take someone's pad and push it into the net. That's just not a thing. He was awfully spicy, uh, in his pot, in his uh presser today. Like yeah, obviously he like apologized to like about like, his actions or whatever, but if you really, really read it, run into his comments, he said, "Yeah, we are zero for three on goaltending challenges this year because we went by the letter of the law." I guess yeah. we need to do some more research on what it actually is.
1: That's yeah, hilarious.
0: That, that was really
1: funny. I, w- I wish he would uh, would have gotten interviewed yesterday, like after the game. Oh, he would have been. That would have been funny.
0: Bob Booger, yeah. though, I honestly loved that Bob. He was, was hilarious. He's like Newsy still. <laughs> I I the actual. I have the full on, I have the actual quote here. Yeah. Um, still handcuffs. So Bugner said, We couldn't find the keys for Newsy, the cuffs are still on him <laughs> and back.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. because I, mean, that I was especially I was we, around watching, I was sticking around watching Red Wings live just to see if Newsy was gonna too. take a presser, and I was like, Oh, Bugner. And then he comes out with that. I'm like, Okay, I'm glad I said that.
0: <laughs> me too, that's exactly what I said too. Uh, but no, I I actually kind of like liked it. I uh, will go back to the goal a little bit and like the actions. But uh, Bugner being I, the Red Wings don't make their assistant coaches available really that much for like interviews. It's always it's always Newsy that's answering the press conference, and I really liked that Bugner was taking questions. I, I, I kind of cool.
2: wish like the assistant coaches like did get a little more. It's media a it's a team
0: it's a team mandate like Eisman. That's how he wants it. Um, but I would too as well. I think Bugner is a super interesting guy obviously being a head coach for so long, I think there's a lot of questions that could be answered in terms, especially of defensive development. Like example, like I'd love to quit, like talk to him, like him to get a question about Jake Wallman. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, Edvinson as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like you could talk about a a couple different things. Ciders deployment. Like, I think there's so many different things you could talk to him about. And what did Cider log last night? It had 20. He was 26. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's nearly playing half the game at this point, which it's pretty impressive. He's been. I've. I've liked cider like lately too. I think he's been really good. I think so there's been coolest like form of last year. I think so. Yeah. And again, Walman really helps. I know there's games yeah. here and there where he's, he struggles a little bit, but I think it's still still part of the learning curve of him yeah. playing that much. And
2: Walman or played twenty four. Yeah, cider had a really good game yesterday. Like that yep. was probably his best game. Why maybe. does he
0: play so well against Pittsburgh?
2: I don't know. He loves it.
0: He loves playing um, against Crosby.
2: There was so many times, like in the ozone, where he was just completely dominating. Yeah, and then Wallman was feeding off of that. Where, like, I would argue the last like couple game or like couple weeks, it was more so Cider was feeding off of Wallman.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think it works better when Cider is the main guy and Wallman is secondary because again, Cider's ceiling is just that much higher. Yes. Yeah not to, nice to, not, to not to diminish Jake Wallman but obviously cider is yes. the one that like you'd rather cider be the one that's clicking
2: yeah it, it seems like there's the offensive flow of the game when a line is on the ice with cider and wallman when they're both clicking like the Larkin line was so dominant last night especially in the first and third yeah when they got paired up with cider and wallman
0: yeah I I I was gonna go back to the loan thing, but I really want to stick on this now because the fourth, the prawns' first goal was that was the complete case. There got rewarded. Walman did two stutter steps and almost scored. That was so. Gross. <laughs> it and, almost reminds me of like a uh, like a like a Steph Curry like fadeaway shot. Is like literally. this is like the NHL equivalent. You know what I mean? It's just he does these little moves and he f- jukes them out, and then is actually able to go in for a shot. It's so impressive. Yeah, but um. Yeah, that line was cooking, and I, I made a note of it because obviously Raymond got taken off the first line, which is something that hasn't happened in a while. And Kublik got put back up, and I know that's something, Grant, you've been talking about for a while.
2: And he played really good. I mean, Raymond has struggled to produce anything lately. Yeah, uh,
0: one goal has lost 19 games.
2: Yeah, I mean, it hasn't been pretty. I'm not, like, obviously, he's so, so young yet. And you need oh, to put 100%. him in the best chance to succeed still. But for teams production right now, he shouldn't be on the top line with Larkin when Larkin's still giving it. You put him with the best players that can help him the best right now, which yeah. I think Peron and Kubelik, that line had showed promise early on in the season. And Kubelik just provides a different kind of spark, kind of. And he's played the best this season when he's been with Larkin. I mean, surprised, but yeah. Um, he's.
0: Way better than he has played anywhere else, I would say. Mm-hmm, I'd agree. Um, yeah, he almost scored. He, I mean, obviously he scored, but then he almost scored off that cider pass too. I th- I think it's the speed. Like when he's playing with a guy with such good pace,
2: there's nobody to- else really like that besides Villano and you don't see it all the time. Where Larkin provides the pace and then Piranha is just so, so bright. Um, yeah. Really helps Kubi. Yeah. yeah. What's
1: exactly up with no Perron? What's up? Game? I'm sorry? It's a no face of Perron's game, but he's
0: so good with the puck. He's there. He tries. What's really yeah. throwing me off right now with Perron? Warrior. That's, I don't, don't like it. You didn't like hear, it. He missed his interview after the game. He's like, oh, yeah. I
2: just just switched to Warrior. He was trying something new. I haven't scored in a while, but I guess I'll have to yeah. stick with it for another
1: game. <laughs> yeah, you have to switch dude, I, I to a new stick? He didn't say dude, Warrior. Yeah, he didn't say Warrior, but dude, <laughs> no, no free promos.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, free ads. He's a CCM guy. Like, obviously, I remember like back in the day when he he had the Reebok twenty ks, yeah, and he had his own, he had his own curve too, at that point when it was Reebok. Yeah. But and then it switched to CCM. He's he he's been using the original ribcore, like the ASI for years, like seven eight years, and he finally switched at this point. It looks it just looks strange. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. But hey, he scored three goals. I shouldn't complain.
2: You see his uh, game books he gave awesome. to his, his kids today. That was adorable. I really thought that was really, thought that that was, was really funny.
0: thought that was really awesome. Um, but no, his importance again for this team. I love the fact that we have him for another year still. He's a leader and he's a really smart hockey player. I mean,
2: the production hasn't been fabulous this year. It's going to be a 50 point guy still. Yes, he will be. Probably a 50-point guy. I don't know. How close is he even right now? Yeah. he's at like 46, a... I think. Yeah. So, I mean, not bad. Especially no. this, this team with how many goals are being scored a game.
0: Yeah. I mean, As Larkin's... Career Larkin's... Two, no? Uh, no, his career average is a little bit better. He's like a 55-point guy. So, I mean, it's, it's a little Larkin. bit less. Larkin's, Larkin's an outlier this though. year. Yeah, he, he's like... His gap between the other... Like, the second-leading scores is, is yeah. insane.
2: Is Perron the second-leading
0: scorer right now? He is Kubelik's third. Yeah. And Kubli's at like 42 or 43. Jeez, Opeats.
2: That's got to be higher for a third guy on the team. Yeah. It's not good. I mean, Nuge is about to crack 100. I never thought I know, that. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm people. I know. Not to, We keep getting off track, but people were shitting him on shitting on him on Twitter about like uh, having over half his points in the power play. It's like, who cares? He's scoring. Exactly. Who cares? He's a good power play guy. Yeah. Great. Wow. Yeah.
1: You You'd love five hundred Yeah, I would.
0: There. I would not be complaining for shit if someone like oh. Alex Chason scored all of his goals basically on the power play. Like I'm not
1: complaining. Yeah. You he had five Alex points Chason. last night, and he had a four point game last week too. Yeah,
0: <laughs> good for and him. And then
1: a three point game. I think a three point game. The game before that, he's been on a tear.
2: Fantasy owners are probably loving him this year, Oh especially yeah. because playoffs right are now
0: too. Playoffs too. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I did want to go back to um, Lalonde. Um I did love his comments this morning how his his daughter wasn't happy with his language. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, I I don't blame him for blowing up like that. Like again, this league is so terrible with its consistency. It goes into the further issue of like how are you supposed to attract new fans when current fans can't even understand the rules. This league consistently puts itself down. And we'll and eventually we'll get passed by MLS at this point, which is not good. Oh God, it's terrible. Don't talk and like to... yeah. I can keep going again. Hey, I, I just got done shitting on them for fanatics last week. I'll go into the TV rights thing if you want me to, because that drives me yeah. bananas. But no, I I can't blame him alone. And I know he like apologized for it, but like no, you shouldn't. Like I I loved that first year coach. Like I know probably doesn't help your rep with that certain referee, but if that referee can't like move past that and actually officiate again, then he shouldn't be an official. You know what I mean? Like you can't
2: exactly. be That's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like the holding judgments like that. Cause again, John Cooper was tossed by that guy this year. Uh, who else? I think Brynden was tossed by this guy too. Like, he, he is a very like low nonsense thing, Thin which skin. I don't know. Thin skin that like, he's very, he's I'm right. And like, I don't make mistakes kind of thing, which is not a good attitude to have. So, so I not, think
1: it, I think it's not, yeah, I don't know.
0: I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. The like referees have gone, like I know it's a hard job and it's very, um, it's easy picking to be like the referees referee suck. And here's why. But no, honestly, like there should be a, there should be a, a, unfortunately there's a lack of referees from the youth level that can even be developed because parents suck. Yeah, and it's a grassroots problem of actually developing referees and becoming. So you're out, you're throwing guys that aren't experienced enough. Yeah, like if you wanted to go through the process and become like a like a high end like USHL referee, to be, for example, it's not that hard.
2: The thing is, you don't. I don't think you get paid enough to do it as a full time job. Like no. in like the USHL, I think you have to have like another job. I think I think it's like five hundred dollars a game or something like that.
1: Yeah your travel expenses but like that's still not no right but still my
0: you know my my point stands is like to actually to get to get up leagues like that it's not that hard because they're so desperate for it so there's not a lot of development that's happening yeah for sure it's just something that's I think that should be looked at and addressed and maybe incentivized by the league as well like referees are paid more for training I don't know like again that's not my job to figure out what the fix is but it's definitely an issue this year and, and also like Toronto is an example of like the the reviewing system and the inconsistencies not great. So uh obviously yeah. it didn't end up mattering this game. The penguins shot themselves in the foot. Uh Ned like they did score a fourth They tied the game. Josh Archibald with the wraparound, but Ned had no idea where the puck was, not his fault on that one. Um I mean it was tough. Like he looked one way and like there was a guy going the other way. He thought that was the way, and then Archibald tucked it in the other way. That but was overall, the one I really had a problem with was
2: really like, i mean yeah. find
1: the
0: puck i mean even
1: was so that that was like an odd exchange here in the net. like the it was it was an odd
2: like, exchange but i mean that's how i looked at it he was, like, it was really like tough really, one. really 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 clueless on that play the the first three goals of the game like i mean yeah first Zucker's, one...
0: Zucker's first goal like he made a huge two huge saves on and then got left out to dry yeah
2: first one the penguins were all over the red wings the second one was five on three can't I can't leave play. Evgeny Malkin wide open in the slot to shoot on a goalie like one-on-one, basically, with screens. Yep. That was a really nice shot by Malkin. And then the uh, third tip, one Tip was... by Gensel. Oh, well, that was Tip, too?
0: Yeah, Tip by Gensel. Yeah,
2: even better. Um, And then the third one, obviously, it was what it was. Like, the mm-hmm. first three, I had trouble picking out any of them, saying that he should have saved one. The fourth one, I didn't really have a problem with it. I was just a little bit... They just scored... Yeah, I'm like make figure out where the puck is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean he's, he had he went 35 for 39 in this game, which is unf- I wish he like again like it didn't his save percentage should have been better than what it was. He should have got rewarded for a better game.
2: Yeah, he, pl- he played he, a really good game. That's yeah, my yeah. that's my point. He, he he weathered the storm. Yes, um, he made some really really big saves. I mean, I go back to the first period where he robbed Malkin on. Uh, a play that should have been a goal, like, nine out of ten times, I think, that Diving save with his glove in the first. Mm -hmm. And there were just other plays like that. He looked so – this one, this moving the puck, going out and playing the puck, every time he plays the puck, I get so anxious. And, like, last night I didn't – he was just so calm about it. Mm. And they were still good plays. It's not – he's just not, like –
0: making the dumb plays right now
2: like he was, was al- last night
0: Yeah, it was almost like when he was struggling at points last season and then this season he'd take risks he would take risks to like get himself into the game which was when he get himself in trouble yeah so i definitely i'm, I'm happy i i kind of like honestly i i can see an argument with Huso kind of being questionable the rest of the year and stuff like that i know Huso, like he's gonna be back soon he skated today he said he's pretty close to being good and and uh lalone said he's out for the next two games but then they're gonna look at getting him back in I wouldn't mind you run three goalies the rest of the year. Yeah. More so because I. what's the point of sending Ned back down to GR and then also waving Halberg for no reason? It's um, also
2: just like the mental side of things. I, I really feel for Ned. Like you are basically a starting goalie after starting? Work, working your ass off in the minors for how long. And then you come to this season and then you're going to be a tandem goalie. And you have such a poor start that – you get sent down to the minors again, and now you have to try to work your way back into the NHL. It's tough. It sucks. I mean, It's the NHL though. It's the NHL. I know your play wasn't great, but um, from a likability standpoint, he's like seems like he's a really likable guy. Hundred percent. Um. So anytime I see him playing well, it's it's really nice to see. Like I, I would love for him to get an NHL job next year. Whether that thank be with- you, thank you, Will. I think he um would. I I highly doubt it would be at Detroit but um yeah he's definitely. a talented goalie it's just um seems like he lets himself get to him sometimes
0: yep I agree but no uh he's gonna be starting on Thursday versus Carolina which he actually historically has done pretty well against Carolina in the past so yep. that's pretty cool Carolina's um, been
2: historically bad bad of late
0: against Detroit yes and
2: of late. Not, not historically bad, but they've been struggling. Yes, they're missing yeah. Svetch.
0: Bad. They're, and also Patrick, too. Like that sucks too. Yeah, that they didn't even get to,
2: they didn't even get him to miss him, basically. I know that would have been nice. Games. If, it
0: would have been nice for them, because again, I'm a Carolina guy. I like them. It would have been nice uh, if they like if, if you lose Svetch, you would have had Patrick to fill in. Oh my gosh.
1: They got pulley the Arby though. Just well. think how much they're missing,
2: though, with Svetch and Patri. Like, how much offense is that? Oh my goodness. Two thirty goal guys. Yeah. Literally. That sinks
0: that sinks any team in the NHL, I'm sorry. And in fact, the Carolina is still pretty competitive. And my
2: and my futures tickets on Carolina.
0: <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. Um, but yeah, David Prawn. Uh, we were still on this game. David Pran scored two more goals. Um, the power play goal, that was a bad one by Eddie smith. Can't let that one in. And uh then the other one, nice little backhand chip for the Hattie. And Larkin ices it in the empty net. Pretty cool. I thought it was nice that Prawn, again gets reward with the hat. His, I I loved his comments about it's not being his favorite one because his hat trick in the playoffs last year was pretty sweet. But uh, no, yeah. I thought it, it's pretty special. And I grant, like LeGrant said, that the pucks for the kids, pretty sweet. Um, Larkin also a three point night, but yeah, uh, overall pretty a pretty good win at this point in the season for the Red Wings who have struggled. And I kind of look at it like the Boston game, for example, the 5-3 and over Boston. This one are like games we can look at fondly after the season's over and also the players can build off of. So that's pretty cool. Lark, but, uh, should, have had,
2: Lark should have had four.
0: Yeah, and the, the
2: post. No, he got robbed on the the Lindstrom goal. He would add the secondary. Oh, damn.
0: Damn. Sorry, Kubli gets it, though. Um, what's <laughs> up with Larkin as well? Hating the Joseph brothers. I don't know. That was, that was a nice little sucker. Yeah.
2: I'd love to see it. Just for the kids. It's like uh he got like a cross check in the like right after the whistle and he did not like it. He I took mean. that hit
0: from Friedman too, and he also swung a stick at Friedman. He missed, but like a good
2: thing he missed that. And then
0: <laughs> Kublick <laughs> plastered Friedman from behind the next period too. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. I did not
2: see that. No. So, same exact play. It was the same exact play. Kublik plastered him and then Friedman got up and like was like, I don't know, saying some really not nice stuff to
0: Kublik. Why he's a nice guy? That's how I think. Yeah, come on, don't be that. Don't be like that. Yeah. Um, uh, but no, big win against a team that's on that's fighting it. Like their 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 math is still pretty decent to get in the playoffs. The the best thing about last night,
2: and right right now down the stretch, I really don't care win or lose. I mean, I don't hate a loss to be honest with you. Like, well, I mean, we'll talk about why we don't hate losses in a little bit. Well, I'm just saying, I I obviously like for draft purposes, I don't hate a loss and last night i was kind of mixed emotions before the game because i wasn't sure if i wanted i really don't like pittsburgh and i really don't want them to make the playoffs um but i I wouldn't care if our draft position gets better per se and then the big game of st louis and vancouver was happening that night Oh, and that I was, was like, perfect! I was like, "Dude, if these teams go to overtime and St. Louis wins, that would be huge." What do you know? St. Louis is up like five to two, and then Vancouver strolls back and ties at five five with like a minute left, and they go into overtime. And St. Louis scores right away. Jacob, Jacob Brown, Brown actually.
0: We're not. We're not going to talk about that though.
2: Yeah, so I was really happy after that game.
0: Yeah, I won. I won fifteen dollars off that game, so that's
2: pretty. Fifteen. Yeah. Well, you're rolling in net
0: I know. I, I'm trying. i not to spend it in one place. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a good tank game. You know, as a or a good, good tank game for them, for the Red Wings purposes, the St. Louis Vancouver game. Um, let's talk about some prospects. The Red Wings Hold decided on. to get. What?
2: What do, what do you think about this? Um. Sorry, what do you think about the Philip deal? He's so got sorry. signed. Yeah.
0: What's a, what's the what's the contract?
2: Four by four point four. That's a steal. That is a steal.
0: That's a really good contract. Yeah. Yeah. I was, that was a guy I would like honestly like consider in the offseason if the Rangers were in a tough spot. Yeah. You try to you try to pluck him.
2: Any any six. team,
0: not not even Detroit, like any team. Mid-
2: middle six center.
0: Yeah. Great. Those are very helpful to have. He's a big guy. Like he's been scoring a lot. That's a really good contract. Yeah, New York's been really good to late too.
1: Yeah, he had a nasty goal the other night, wasn't it? Yeah. His first one in a while.
0: Dude, he's got like twenty plus on the season. He's like a he's like a fifty point guy this year. That's good. That's a good deal. Yeah. Uh I like that. He's but a really yeah. good player. Talk about our prospects though. I'm done. I, I don't care about he's he's out of the picture, you know. My little uh cat friendly team builder doesn't matter anymore. he doesn't out. Armchair GM, Filipino he, RFA uh, contract out. Gone. So, William Wallander, Carter Mazer in. Let's go. Big time. Yeah. Uh, Rogalus season ends. Uh, we figured that it, like anything else he was happening, but we didn't know that he'd also get an ATO for the rest of the year. But yeah, William Wallander joins the Griffins for the rest of the year. Um, great season. Again, he was there, probably their number one defenseman, at least top pair. Played a lot on the right side, which is important for uh, the future. In our last move of Phil Peronic, um, but no. What can we expect from William Wallander? Is he going to push for a spot next year? Um,
2: I don't know. I would say it's pretty early for that. Um, obviously a possibility. I don't know. I don't know that it would be above. Ed- Vincent's and Johansson's odds of making the team, so I would say the likelihood is no. But he's going to get some good reps next year in the AHL. Um, if he doesn't squeak out of the team, which which will be good for him to adjust the ice. Um, I know like typically a lot of the Swedes or North or European players, they it's kind of a learning curve. Depending on their play style. And he likes to use the ice and stretch the ice. So I think there'll be a little bit of an adjustment period.
0: For sure. No, he's just so big, smooth skating. He uses his reach again extremely well, like similar to an Edmondson. But I think he's got more offensive flair. And that's yeah, he's, something exciting. he's really,
2: really rangy.
0: Yeah. That excites me big time. So I know I, I, I agree. I think he needs a little time. And he's a big project player. They picked him knowing that he'd be a couple of years out, and his, his project, like the project pick is is he's progressed faster than what they thought. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So I think whatever you get is gravy. I, like and if he hits his ceiling, uh, the top three of Edvinson Cider and Wallinder will honestly be near the top of the NHL. Yeah. If they hit, if if they hit. Obviously, cider yeah. I, I would consider it hit, but Edvinson and Wallender still have some growing. And it, right. it's pretty it's pretty exciting to see like the both of them look to be trajecting really very well. So that was important, and it's cool that they he gets to join Grand Rapids, and also with without without Edvinson for the rest of the year, it's kind of a big ad for them. Yeah, the back for end. sure. Uh, also joining uh, Grand Rapids and making his debut tonight, arguably like my favorite prospect, Carter Maser. Uh, Denver didn't go as far as they probably thought they were after winning the, the title last year. Um, lose out to Cornell, which is a tough one. But Major had an excellent year. Again, up for defensive forward in the NCHC. Won the rookie of the year last year. Was almost a point per game last year. Almost a point per game this year. 22 goals, 40 games, 37 points. Um, I thought maybe he would like honestly play a little bit in Detroit this year with the lack of bodies up front. But I uh, signed an ATO as well and playing a the grounder happens, and I do like he's just going to get a taste of the program pro game first, and then he can try to push for a spot next year. I don't know if he's going to be ready, but I think he's close, and I love his game, and if you miss Tyler Bertuzzi, here's your guy.
2: Yeah, I would say a little bit different play styles. I mean, both go to the dirty areas a lot, but I'm not sure where he'll be at at the start of next year and what his readiness will be like, but either way, I like another really good prospect right into the fold,
0: yeah, and the details on that one uh nine hundred and nine hundred and five grand for three years in the ELC. Nice little signing bonus too for him on on that deal coming out of college. And then Wallinger's is uh, 925000 nine twenty five for three years. no signing bonuses on that according to cat friendly. um but yeah, I'm super excited for Mazer. I'm curious to see how he does tonight and where he's actually playing to. It's gonna be fun. Um the, the big surprise though, after Casper's comments, is that he's also coming to North America too, and they have not specified where he's we're reporting to. I'm curious if it's Detroit.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting.
0: You there know what I mean? Like really and Detroit and Detroit hasn't and hasn't um posted anything about it either. It's been Rogla reported that he would be joining North America because Casper said he wanted to get some high school work like he wanted to go back and finish high school and then worry about world championships which he's already expected to like be a key contributor for the Austrian team but um, yeah if he can get some games with the NHL that'd be huge again great year from him too after again slowly developing he, he got more and more ice time as the time went on became a top six center for Rogla Plays with so much pace and stuff like that. And he's also kind of that net front guy. Goes to the dirty areas, yeah, scores, but he's also very skilled, though. Casper's yeah. a guy I'm super excited about. Yeah, I, don't know what his, I don't know what his ceiling is, but I think, like, at eight overall last year's draft, he was a great pick at this point.
1: Looking like it, yeah. What I like about him is he's kind of, like, got a little bit of everything to the game. He's got that grit skill, like you just said. It, his grit skill goes to the net, goes to the dirty areas, and he's a centerman too, which is kind of big for uh, Apparently, really yeah, very big
0: for Detroit yeah, right now. Yeah, really big, yeah. Outside of outside of him at center, it's uh, it's bleak. Amadeus Lombardi's a fun yeah. story, but I don't know if he's ultimately a center at the next level, uh, because yeah. he's been sick in the OHL this year too. But yeah, uh, it up. yeah definitely so. I'm. I hope Casper's going to Detroit. Selfishly, play some games, and ultimately, maybe it's not where he ends up next year, like for full season. But just to get a taste this year, be, I think it'd be big. And they're, they're down guys too. I think it's easy you could easily fit him in. Yeah, easily. Exactly. you should have
1: two two game stint or whatever. Well, yeah, I'm sure it's
0: going to take some time for him to get his passport and stuff. Like oh, I'm yeah, sure either. it would be There's if it is that. a thing. If it is a thing, like it's going to take a little bit. So that's why I was surprised even Wallander and like signed an ATO. Like I was surprised about that because so I figured like there wouldn't be enough time for him to get over. But I guess they expect his paperwork to get done faster. Because I remember Edvinson, Edvinson signed at the end towards the end of the season last year too, and he didn't he didn't come over because I don't, I didn't think there was gonna be ready in time. Remember Hellberg signed, and he yeah. didn't he didn't come until like the last two weeks of the season.
1: He signed just right after the deadline or something like that. Or... Yeah, it was close. It's close to that. Yes. Yeah. Between so, there and Christmas, and it was like it was way earlier in the season. They talked about it. like, oh yeah, they had a had a deal, had an agreement, but he couldn't yeah. get his paperwork together.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, I just the only thing about that is like, I don't, I feel like they're not typically the organization that rushes players in the lineup to just to play him in the lineup. And plus, no. like the amount of players at Grand Rapids is down right now. I know you mentioned that Detroit's down a bunch of players, but they've. Accumulated all Grand Rapids players, so Grand Rapids is like a mess right now.
0: Yeah, you could send down like a Luff or a Zarnik, though.
2: You could. I just don't know that you would just rush him into the lineup. I think you'd want to see him play games on North American ice in the right. AHL first. I'd right. be pretty surprised if he goes right to the Red Wings. To be honest with you.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I'm selfishly hoping. I think it. I think it would be worthwhile. Pipe dream. Pipe dream.
2: Pipe dream. Worthwhile if, if... as in like our viewing. Or just worthwhile for the there. team,
0: the team's viewing. If he's going to push for a spot next year, you might as well see how he does against Angel on the competition towards like for the last couple games. I don't know.
2: I just think it's so hard to just throw. So- it's such a tough position to put a player in, like okay. towards the end of a season, like against sure. that competition where he's never played against before. I yeah. think you wait till training camp probably and let him duel it out in the AHL and see how he does down
0: there. Okay. I guess we see that a little differently. I I I get what you're saying though. I understand.
2: It's I it's just tough for a kid to just yeah, get thrown into definitely,
0: that. definitely. Um, I guess before we get into like our final topic, uh, I did want to mention uh, Fabry done for the year. Uh, had uh a procedure done, which again sounds a little scary. Forty six weeks recovery, so it wasn't super serious, I guess. But I think anything with him and his knees, I think, are super serious. So hopefully, he's able oh, yeah. to come back. Again, when he first came back this year, he was a big jump to that lineup. Yep. So I hope for the ba- Like for, for him personally, he's able to come back and still be very productive next year. And also, Philip Sedina, also not looking good either. He could be done as well. His season's been a mess too. You feel yeah. for him, to, like you feel for him because he was kind of like, he started off, it wasn't getting a lot of ice time. Then he gets hurt. He comes back. He's playing well, but not getting rewarded, which is just the story of his life. And then he started kind of, Capering off after another injury and hasn't really been able to play catch up. So another interesting guy to watch this offseason for sure. Like either way, whether they keep him or trade him. So definitely uh interesting, but I I feel for him. Hopefully they both recover perfectly, you know. Um yeah, the fun topics. Uh the Bedard, the Bedard standings update. Detroit currently at eighth. Uh eighth best odds, six percent. Uh, I ran the tankathon a little bit. It took me only like twenty five tries to get Detroit at first. It took me three tries.
2: Ooh, there you go. So three. if we add ours together, we got it twice and uh, three. 25
0: no, times. I, well, I rolled it again. I rolled another three times, and out of those three times, Red, Red Wings got first and then second. So oh boy. Adam Fan, Grant, say the line. Say the line. Adam
2: Fantilli, welcome to Detroit.
0: I mean, after watching the NCAA tournament, I mean, yeah, how can you not love? I mean. Obviously, Bedard is the prize here. The dude's numbers are video game. ass. There's a
2: lot of prizes in this draft. Yeah.
0: Will Smith, also very good. I would gladly take a Will
2: Smith. The thing is, I don't see any way that he's making to eight. <laughs> no. uh,
0: Yeah, Leo Carlson, not happening. Philly, you good. need to wake up and win the next nine games. I don't think it's out of the question. They've won four straight. I know. They're on a tear right now. They're trying to help us. And if you look at Detroit's schedule, it's not easy. No, it's uh yeah Carolina Winnipeg back to back. That sounds like a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of rough here. They have another they have another back to back too at some point too. I think Carolina is also part of that back to back. Yeah. So there's a lot of games down the stretch here that could result in losses. It's weird. It's a really it's weird having this conversation when you didn't expect to have this earlier in the year. Yeah. Um. But no, obviously Bedard. He set. CHL record this year. What do you have? Like seventy one goals and 140 some points. Yeah, he's something like that. He's ridiculous. If If Detroit won the lottery, either of those players would change the complete direction of what the team's doing. Exactly. Either player, because both players. Both would play in
2: the NHL next year. Yes. There's possibly like realistically, I think you could make the argument that those two play in the NHL for sure. And then Mm You could argue Leo Carl Leo Carlson could play in the NHL. He'd be close. Um, Matthew Mitchkoff
0: could, but he's not. Matthew Mitchkoff
2: could. I think I almost think I don't know. Um also another one would be um oh my gosh. Winnipeg. Oh Benson? Well, Benson could possibly play in the NHL too.
0: I think his size would hold him back, but he's he's electric.
2: I mean, he's I I would put him on the same tier as Savoy, if not a little bit better. And Savoy is like the same
0: size. Yeah, I just mean more so for getting used to pro to, pro game. Yeah, I would I would say he probably doesn't make it next year. But I get what you're saying. Um, but no, there's a lot of fun. Pro- like again, if Detroit ends up around eight, you have guys like Reinbacher that will probably be there in that range. Braden Jaeger, yeah, who's a good who's a good player. He hasn't like had the counting stats, but like he's still really good this year. Chris to Crystal, but his skating is not great. But he's he puts really up he though. puts up numbers. Yeah. He's a he's an interesting guy. Uh Cody Colby Barlow is this year's Mace McTavish, it seems like. He's he's rising up draft boards right now. Um, there's a couple guys that I really like I really look at and I'm like, okay, they're gonna be pretty good players. I know Nate Danielson on some lists is extremely high. He's as well. really good. Yeah. He's like the big boy too.
2: He's 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 elite. I think he's going to be a guy that goes pretty high, um, kind of like
0: a Dylan Cousins type of kind.
2: Really, really good skater and possesses the puck well.
0: Yeah, Dylan Cousins type. I stand to understand by that. But no, better, I thought better hands. Yes, but teams around him. Like again, I think like we were talking about that St. Louis Vancouver game, and um, yeah. Like, what would your guys is like if Detroit doesn't win Bedard? Obviously, they don't win the lottery or they get second overall. Where would you want? bedard to land what do you think maybe okay give columbus. two answers yeah two columbus. answers selfishly where you'd want him to go and then like what would be best for the league maybe that's how i ask that uh selfishly
2: you'd want columbus selfishly right columbus. what would be best for the league probably like a big market like montreal yeah unfortunately i'd be so mad yeah. if he went to montreal me too I I would like Columbus or, like, I think San Jose is such an electric market when they're a good hockey team, but they're just such a mess right now that I don't know how that would be good. Also, Columbus can be pretty electric, too, when they have a good team. Yeah. And that would literally change that team so much.
1: Andy, what's your answer? They're going to
2: get either Fantilli or Bedard and be sick. Yeah. Andy? Uh,
1: Well, Montreal would be, like, the one... But Columbus I I like to see him in Columbus too but San Jose is probably where I'd like to see him live. San Jose's sick dudes.
0: Yeah, yeah their issues is they don't they don't know like Mike Greer just seems like he doesn't know what he's doing right now. He's like I'm e- good. EK
2: and the PP.
0: Vancouver would also be a fun market in terms nah. of like I don't want it. Also Detroit yeah. would also be a fun market. Detroit would be like ideally like yeah, I would love to. I would okay, I would love to see a team that Actually try to be competitive this year, win it. That are also already have pieces. Like Columbus, for example, has pieces. They have Kent Johnson. They got Zach Rorensky. They have pieces the player. Johnny Goudreau, they Johnny They have Krill Marchenko, Patty Line, Mar- um, <laughs> David Yurichek, who's probably one of the best defensemen outside the NHL right now. Yep. Um, what's the other defenseman's name? They drafted Danton Matechuk. Denton Macheuk, also very good. Corson uh, Clemens and Coolmans. I know Cole Sillinger's had a tough year, but again, also a pretty good player. You know what I mean? Like there's so much they could you could look at it that way. As like yeah, Erica Branson. Yeah, that's the biggest name. Detroit, for example, and, and obviously Detroit, like a team like Detroit, if he gets there, like they're automatically like that's you're kind of like that's wraps. GG's rebuild. Yeah. But like a team like Arizona, for example, wins, like, cool, he's gonna be stuck in a shit market for like a, a shit team for three more years. Yeah. A team like San Jose, who does not have any prospects, you get Bedard. You're automatically just gonna be propped up and not have like any pieces to surround him with other than um William Eklund and Thomas Bordolo, who's also fun. And then Danny to Chicago. They do. He's a uh, top six forward. You heard it here first. Um, so that's kind of like why I, I I yeah, I want to see him go to a mark like a team yeah. that like has a young core around him. they can build up together a little bit unfortunately montreal fits that build and i would hate my i'd hate it the atlantic would become so much worse i would i would be very upset um yeah but now i want to talk about like a team that also is in the like again vancouver i brought up a little bit ago um i told you guys to stay off twitter a little bit but uh they put out their um their uh ticket holder um their season ticket holder letter and uh I'm going to read, I'm going to read this little thing from you for you. And I want to tell you, I want to, I want you to tell me what it's missing. Okay. We are currently the fifth youngest team in the league. We believe in the core of our elite players. Elias Patterson, Quinn Hughes, T, uh, JT Miller, and Thatcher Demko are exceptional players who continue to elevate their game. We're equally excited about emerging new players on our roster, which include Andre Kuzmenko, Ilya Mikheyev, Ethan Bear, and recently acquired Phil Peronic. This is a terrific base, terrific base to build on. There's so much work to upgrade areas of our team. This includes being active in the college and European free agent markets, along with managing our cap and by using all options available to us. Can you guys name name some something that's missing there? I
2: don't know. I kind of zoned out for for a second of it. Not gonna lie.
0: All right, cool, fine. Who was missing? Brock Besser. Oh, just I mean, did not mention just not mention Brock Besser at all. I, guess, in terms I was going
2: like, to say, I didn't think I heard you say Brock Besser, but I wasn't sure. No, also
0: yeah. Pod Colson, Nils Hoaglander, not mentioned in it. It's like, well, oh. I mean, they
2: haven't really done it. Yeah, I mean, they
0: they mentioned Jeremy Colleton, coach the minor league team, also in it. But, like, again, they don't name their names. Like, top prospects makes me makes me think they're not really keen on uh, rebuilding. Yeah. So, I just find that very interesting. As a team who has kind of shot themselves in the foot <laughs> after the deadline, and uh, their odds of getting Bedard are slimmer and slimmer, and they're going to convince themselves that they're better than what they are, which is as a as a fan is very entertaining to me. So keep going, keep going, Vancouver, keep going. Um, but yeah. Uh, also, I forgot to mention as well. Back to the Red Wings. Uh, Ben Sherratt also rejoining the team on Thursday. So that was kind of surprising. He you know, all of a sudden he's like, oh, I'm good. There wasn't really a lot of build up to that so yeah. uh that'll be nice him and Edmondson back in the dc course so i don't have to probably see lindstrom and probably hag so that'd be, that'd be nice grant i know is upset he's yeah i don't even want to talk about it punching holes in the door currently but yeah not everyone can be happy you can't please everyone but uh yeah i thought i would mention that quickly but that's gonna do it for this one uh be sure to follow us on twitter at tplpod um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, be sure you have to support Inside the Rink as well. Our partners of this, um, ESPN Plus, Inside the Rink slash ESPN. Sign up for that. Uh Thank you for listening.